Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to Get get jumped. Jumped. Welcome to episode 182 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Mob Psycho 100, episodes 8 and 9, where Mob does not understand waterboarding, Mob has no time for this, and the evil lackeys are really just trying to get through the day. I mean, aren't we all just evil lackeys trying to get through the day for somebody else? I mean, every day you put on your red shirt and you walk outside... (laughs) You listen to the people that are talking to you next door. They're also lackeys and for some reason yellow and pill-shaped. I mean, it's just how we live our lives, you know? Just how we live our lives. You know? Anyways, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. All right. We are back after uh, a brief hiatus to multiple illnesses. <laughs> a deeply unplanned brief hiatus uh, after our planned brief hiatus, which ended up also being too long. Yeah. <laughs> this is also our first episode in 2022. If you don't count the fact that the last episode of 2021 was delayed until 2022. <laughs> yeah. We are what, what the we fuck has been happening? <laughs> Uh, So I tested positive for coronavirus on Thursday when we were supposed to record this episode for you to listen to last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I probably still could have recorded that day. I I luckily have had almost no negative symptoms and the negative symptoms that I've had have been extremely manageable. Um, I say lucky. It's because I have three vaccines in my body. (laughs) I got I got double vaccinated a while back and then I got my booster shot right before Christmas. So the timing was really, really good on my booster shot being there to uh, have my back for all this. Um, So I guess it wasn't completely lucky, but uh, a a little bit of luck, I guess, mixed in there. Yeah. Also, Uh, yeah, we probably could have recorded except for the fact that the clinic that I went to to get my test. I waited for almost four hours to get my test and my results. So that was our recording time. (laughs) Well, also Blake is keeping himself from getting super sick because he's been just drinking so much of his own urine. Like, uh, well, yeah, obviously I'm pee drinking. I mean, I've already injected bleach and, uh, what was the other one? Oh, horse dewormer. Yeah. He's been drinking just gallons of urine. So just the, the insane leaps that it takes to be like, Every doctor is a liar. And even though we've had vaccines for a long time and a long history of them working, because this one was quick in response to an unprecedented situation that required unprecedented speed, I am instead going to take something that is designed to get worms out of horses. Yeah. It's a it's a whole thing, man. But it's anyways. Insane. Like put bleach in my body. Yeah. Actual poison. Yeah, it's just crazy. And well, also, my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite conspiracy theory is that the vaccine is like a tracking device. My favorite, the reason it's my favorite is because the people who say it's a tracking device invariably post about this on social media, and I'm just like, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what social media is, right? You know what I, I talked. Yeah. To, I talked to somebody <laughs> recently about. Um, uh, uh, they were they were telling me some sort of conspiracy theory thing about um 
about how uh, it, eventually we're going to get like our key fobs put into uh, like under our skin and it'll be like a tracking device for companies to use. And I'm like, hey, do you have a phone on you? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> do you carry it everywhere you go? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, that's your tracking device. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, it's the FBI. The FBI <laughs> literally says the most people that uh, are are unaware that they if if they are pushed to, they can find you via your cell phone. Uh, like, uh, oh, yeah, because you have Wi-Fi turned on now. It's almost like a perfect ping. It's like your location could be uh, figured out within seven, like a seven by seven block, like anywhere yeah, inside look- of the United States. <laughs> There are so many things that I'm not happy about with how deeply and accurately we're tracked in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And I think it's wrong. And I also worry that the cat is out of the bag. But a vaccine is not the (laughs) it's not the government's solution to tracking you. They don't need one. Yeah, they have solved it. Anyways, now speaking of bleach, let's talk about anime and uh, bleach is going to be coming out. Uh, It looks like October of 2022. It is. uh, Yeah, I confirmed titty is on as on route with new shit for us yeah i think that was i think we discussed that on our last episode of 21 but uh it bears mentioning here because now it is the year of bleach and that's super exciting i don't know what we're gonna do spencer because we are covering bleach on our patreon episodes at least in theory and uh we are uh, about to hit the bounce arc, I believe, Ugh. which means we have a ways to go before we Ugh. get to the end of Bleach, uh, which would then lead us into the beginning of New Bleach. Look, I, I don't told, know what we're gonna do. I told everybody that we were gonna we we were gonna do it. We were we were gonna <laughs> suffer. <laughs> we were gonna suffer through the bounce, but it's just it's what it is. Yeah, I'm interested, you know, the ba- I think I've mentioned before several times, like realizing, coming to the slow realization of what filler was before I was like really paying attention to like, oh, Naruto has filler, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like watching Naruto and Bleach on TV and Naruto gets to that point right after the Sasuke retrieval arc where there's like literally over 100 episodes of straight filler <laughs> and Bleach got to the bounce arc and I was like, what the hell is happening with the storylines? It feels like nothing is happening and nothing is going anywhere and nothing matters. And everything just feels like a little off. And I got to hand it to him. Like the idea for the bounce was pretty fun and they've got some really cool character designs and powers, but it does have that. Like it has that filler arc problem that the most recent Naruto Shippuden filler arc that we skipped over with the red diamond lady. Yeah. Uh, also has the same problem where it's like yeah their powers are interesting but they don't have anything to do because they were made to fill time and not to create story and so like you get that sort of pop of intrigue at the beginning when there's mystery and when you're you're excited to see what's going to happen but once you do see what happens then it just has nowhere to go and you just kind of like sit in it for 30 episodes yeah well uh the other thing that i am in insanely excited about and very very oh man i want to be super optimistic about this because this is like straight up my childhood but uh roroni kinchin is getting a new anime um i really want this was sent in by chris i i pulled the article from geek tyrant uh yeah roroni kenshin anime announced mm-hmm. uh let's see a new anime project 
Um, no further details, including whether or not it's a series or a movie. Um, the fifth live action film just wrapped. What? Yeah. Uh, it also, yes, apparently there's a, 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 apparently long running film series that has passed where the original anime ended and has continued the story, but we really don't have any details. It looks like. Yeah. Um, Um, This also ties into my most recent blog post that I just uh, finished up the other day. So there you go. Oh, snap. Um, What else do we have? Uh, Looks like uh, My Hero Hero Academia is coming out with a new OVA um, in Japanese theaters. Yeah, Chris also sent that in. Um, That one is listed from comicbook.com. Um, so this is tied to the, the third movie, the world heroes mission movie, um, for my hero academia. Um, so it says it's screening a new OVA for the world heroes mission movie in theaters across Japan for a limited time. And this is an article, uh, as we're recording this, it's from four days ago, which like the, the world heroes mission movie came out in Japan, Japanese theaters a while back. Like I, I wanted to go see this movie in American theaters months ago and I, I missed it because I'm not caught up on the anime and I didn't want spoilers. So, um, it looks like, yeah, actually the article says that it released in Japan last summer and internationally later in the year. Um, the feature film has been one of the most successful outings for the franchises as a whole um, because it is releasing its home video release soon. The OVA is going to be included in the Blu-ray and DVD release of the movie in Japan. Um, so no news on whether or not it's coming out here. Um, probably if I were a betting man, it would appear at least on the Blu-ray, but, uh, yeah, it looks like, uh, I guess the brunt of this is that there is a new OVA that if I'm reading this correctly was not seen. If you went to see the the movie in theaters, you did not see the OVA is the impression that I'm getting. And it's coming out as a special edition on the home video release. Um, so I would expect to be able to see that at least on the Blu-ray copy here in America, um, and definitely on the Japanese version, and that's coming soon. Um, yeah, the last thing, uh, Booty Stank uh, reached out to me on our Discord, and we chatted back and forth about various things, but one of the things that uh, he pointed out was that Vinland Saga Season 2 is on the way. Um, I looked up the news on Polygon, um, and uh, so see, Vinland Saga was a 2019 anime about Vikings, uh, the second season is coming back from Studio Wit. Um, that was announced on the Wednesday of this article. Uh, this article is actually like a little old. So uh, season two might be coming out pretty soon because this article came out in the summer of last year. Um, but uh, yeah, it is coming coming soon, but release dates were not announced at the time. So uh, I, bet, I bet it's hitting us any day now. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else. Uh, so what we should do is probably get into what happened previously on Mob Psycho 100. Yeah, so there's uh, Mob Psycho 100 is about uh, a psychic middle schooler. His name is Mob. That's not his actual name, but that's what he gets called periodically. Um, so that's where we're going with. Um, Mob is an atypically powerful psychic, uh, specifically a telekinetic 
Um, he's able to, you know, move things with his mind and, and put up, you know, f- I don't know, force, psychic force barriers and that kind of shit. Um, he's just super, 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 super strong, like wildly beyond belief, almost unbeatably strong. Um, he's only held back by his naivete as like a, I don't know, 14 year old middle schooler or something like that. Uh, and the depression that he seems to have gained as part of his uh, pubescence. So um, he's really struggling to function. Um, and just feels like a, a total fuck up and lost completely. And like, he has nothing going for himself, despite the fact that he is an insanely powerful psychic on a magnitude that is just like unheard of. Uh, so that sort of balances all that out. He's got a brother named Ritsu who is very jealous of this. He's a younger brother by, I don't know, like two years. Um, Ritsu is sort of the opposite of Mob. He's pretty well adjusted socially. He's very successful socially and in school, but he doesn't have any psychic powers, except recently he started to develop some psychic powers. So uh, everything's coming up, Ritsu. Um, Unfortunately, in his quest to develop psychic powers to compete with the things he was jealous about his brother for, uh, he joined an institute that was purportedly able to draw out psychic powers in young people who had otherwise not shown any. Um, the jury is out on whether or not that was any, any success. And I'm leaning towards a hard no, but, uh, Ritsu's powers did manifest during that time. Unfortunately, because he was connected with that organization, an evil organization came along and wanted to kidnap those kids because its whole deal is that it wants to take kids that have burgeoning psychic powers, kidnap them and turn them into psychic assassins so that they can eventually overthrow the world someday. You know, actually, I read a Stephen King book like this recently. Uh, anyway, um, there are also two allies to Mob. One is named Dimple, which is uh, a sort of evil spirit that is relatively innocuous. Uh, it, it showed up as an enemy for Mob earlier on. Mob defeated it, but didn't completely wipe it out. And now it has become a sort of de facto ally because uh, it's not strong enough to do anything else. And then there's Taruki, who is another enemy of Mobs, a very, very powerful psychic that showed up and challenged him and discovered that no matter how powerful Taruki is, he is not quite powerful enough to match Mob. This is in no small part because Mob has a sort of like lose your shit meter that he uh, has sort of attached to his internal being. And as things start going uh, awry, especially on an emotional spectrum, his loser ship meter will creep up to 100%. When it hits 100%, Mob sort of loses consciousness and goes into an all-powerful fugue state and just sort of wrecks everything around him. So Taruki was defeated by that and has since shown up as a sort of ally to Mob. Uh, Ritsu has been kidnapped by this evil organization. Mob, Taruki, and Dimple have gathered together to work with each other to get Ritsu and the other kids from the Institute that were kidnapped back. And uh, I I think that pretty much takes us up to Mob Psycho 100 Episode 9. Yeah, so Episode 9 is going to start out, uh, you know, as most episodes do when you're dealing with a a new horrible uh, organization that's trying to destroy you, which has the ridiculous name of Claw, which makes me think almost exclusively of when I used to watch Inspector Gadget, and uh, yeah. there was there was Claw, who was somebody we never saw, but also he had a cat. So you know that's how you know someone is pure evil. They have cats. What good um, are you as a villain if you have no cat? Yep, um, I have a cat. <laughs> 
Well, you are evil. Um, so uh, she's evil. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so uh, the the leadership of Claw is is not. I don't know. They're they're not super super surprised that they were able to capture uh, one of the people. Uh, or, you know, some of the people that they were supposed to capture that were the psychics. But it turns out that they were supposed to get Mob as well, um, but it, he failed to do that. Um, and well, it's a, of that, it's a they, case of mistaken identity. Yeah. In that Mob and Ritsu keep getting mistaken for each other. Because in Japan, if you don't know somebody very well you address them by their last name and not their first name. And of course, Mob and Ritsu share a last name. So people keep asking, hey, are you so-and-so? And they're like, yes, I am, because they are. But they're not the so-and-so that that person meant specifically. Mm-hmm. And so Ritsu was basically mistaken as Mob and taken as Mob. I, I believe the guy that got into a fight with Mob when he kidnapped Ritsu, I believe he was not aware that Mob was the real Mark. And has therefore misattributed Mob as a mysterious additional psychic who is very powerful. Yeah. Instead of their actual original Mark. (laughs) So he comes up back and he complains to the leadership of Claw. And he's like, yeah, I got everything. I completed my mission. But I also met with some like really surprising and unexpected powerful guy who caused me some real problems. And I actually had to use this knockout gas that was specially designed to get me out of jams. And everybody there, he like he thinks that this is going to be like he basically tells this like when you're telling somebody a story of, of this crazy thing that happened to you that was like a near miss, and you're expecting them to be like, oh wow, that's wild, or like kind of join you in that like buzz from that that experience. And instead, everybody's like, wait, so if he's that powerful, why didn't you just take him? him? <laughs> Yeah, like, where the fuck is he? Yeah. And he's like, well, I mean, he wasn't on my list, so I left him alone. You're such an idiot. You're such a fucking idiot. Look, uh, gold was on sale uh, for $3 a pound at the store, but it wasn't on your grocery list. So uh-huh. I couldn't get it so, because it wasn't on your grocery list. Here we are, list. gold free. Yeah. Um, so Tarada, who is uh, one of the, the like, I guess he's higher up. I, I couldn't really tell what the... You know what? They all seem to kind of be on like the same level with each other underneath this guy that's yeah. most powerful of them. Um, but Tarana yeah. seems to have control over uh, our our good friend uh, Magumu, um, and uh, yeah, they all seem to be equals, not in power but in rank uh-huh. in an organization in which they all hope to advance. Yeah. So they're gonna go out to try to. Uh, go together to get mob. Um, but, uh, Tarada is going to take point on it basically. Um, so he goes out first and mob is mob is going with, Oh God, I can never remember his name. Um, what's, what's the name Taruki? of Taruki? Yeah. Uh, Taruki travels along with mob in order to get back his brother and these other psychics, I guess. I don't even know though. If they're yeah, Taruki... aware that they're there. <clears throat> Taruki's motivations basically seem to boil down to, like, this is a bad organization and so we should stop them. I I bet you could argue that there's some self-preservation in there, but essentially he's like, I don't know, he's decided that Mob is a cool guy since Mob beat the shit out of him but didn't kill him. Yeah. And so I think he's, he's sort of 
soft pledged himself to to assist mob in in these kinds of things mm-hmm. i don't know it, it's unclear but it makes sense Taruki's what is this i think this is a heel face turn his heel face turn makes sense where you're just like yeah i see he he was an asshole and now he's now he's their ally i get it so that leads to a fight and the funniest moment in these two episodes um so the first part of the fight is you find out that this guy's ability that is going after them, Tarada, is that he makes these big, like, whips for, with his psychic energy, and he is trying to fight with these whips against Mob and Turuki, uh, or, uh, uh, yeah, uh, against Turuki and Mob, but he is not yeah. able to stand up at all to them. Mob is going to immediately take him out. Turuki tries to get into the fight as well, but he's like, oh, he's well-matched with me, but Mob immediately takes yeah. him out, and then they, after catching capturing him, they're going to torture him. And then the funniest part of these two episodes is when they're talking about everything that they've learned about Claw. And then it cuts to this character and they're like, well, we're going to have to interrogate him more to get more information. And he was like, everything you just said, you know, because you, I just gave you the information. <laughs> <laughs> So like they've already gotten all of all of this information out of him and he's like what the fuck else do you want from me? It's just a they're, great comedy moment. They're also waterboarding him, yeah. I believe. <laughs> Bec- which is uh, <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. If you don't know, waterboarding essentially simulates the experience of drowning. And so one of the reasons why it is this kind of like notorious form of torture is that it it causes your body to think it's dying over and over again and it taxes your nervous system and it puts you in this like panicked sort of animal state and it it's just a horrible horrible thing to do to somebody um i also think it's hilarious when it shows up in comedy settings <laughs> like when they waterboard sweet d on it's always sunny in philadelphia super funny the reality of waterboarding is not chill but uh used for comedic purposes i think it's okay um and uh so taruki is waterboarding this guy and he's giving them everything but taruki is a total hard ass and is like convinced that there's more to it and that they can get more i'm not sure if that's true or not uh i bet i bet probably they could but um they they don't really strictly need it they kind of have everything they need to solve the problem they're trying to solve but mob is completely oblivious like to the point that i'm pretty sure he doesn't realize they are actively torturing him at the time and he's like, oh, you seem really stressed out. Do you want some water? <laughs> and Tariki is just like, you don't understand what we're doing here at all, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so meanwhile, Ritsu, who has been captured with some other psychics that talk about how badass of a psychic they actually are, but are not actually at all. <laughs> They're um, so pitiful. They, uh, they are being held in a jail cell and Ritsu's just like, okay, let's escape. And they're like, well, we can't because there's guards. And he's just like, okay, so what we should do is that we should escape. And they're like, oh, well, I guess you're the leader of us, so we're going to escape then. Um, so they- oh, Also, one of them was presumably killed earlier, but then it turns out that it was a trick. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not super important, but it was a cool moment. Yeah, the, a guy who has the biggest chin I've ever seen uh, is going to oh, yeah. take him away and uh, pretend to kill him and then show off the dead fake body 
later on. But that, this dude is definitely a distant relative of the kid who drew nipples and Carbalante. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's here's the next thing that I, I thought was hilarious inside of this episode. So Ritsu is going to break them out and uh, deal with the guards by getting them down the hallway and then, you know, taking them out with the psychic powers. But it's also going to be revealed that the powers of these other people... <laughs> One of them has kind of a cool one where he's so psychically good. linked with his brother. That's that's cool. Uh-huh. Another that's one how had, they knew that one of them wasn't killed because it was one of the brothers. And yeah, was like I'm fine. Yeah, another one has the ability to be a pyrokinetic, but all they can do is make a teeny, teeny, tiny fire on the end of their finger. It's like a Zippo. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then the other one has the ability that's uh, that she can see the the future, but sort of. <laughs> She's like she's a I clairvoyant, can, so I it's can, a it's I, I think it's more of a sense of what the future would be. So it's like <laughs> it's not like like she they use her abilities to figure out like should we turn left or right when they're going through the hallways in this organization, and I don't think her abilities are so much like if we turn left we will meet with three men who will kidnap us, and if we turn right we will be fine. As much as like it feels like we should go right, and she can't say why. But it's a feeling based on a sort of, like, general psychic impulse. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, take her as take her as the Google Maps of people. Like, she... Yeah, the, there's the other one, too. I don't remember because the, during their breakout attempt, part of their thing is, like, one guy... There's the fire guy. And then there's the other one that's not Ritsu and that's not the clairvoyant girl and that's not the brothers. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what he does. Is he just a telekinetic? Yeah, I think so. Because there's a whole thing where they like shape a piece of metal to be a makeshift key by melting it with the pyrotechnics abilities and then using this other dude's abilities. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing about this is that not only do they talk a big game about how good their powers are, but then it's like they display their powers and the fire guy's like, whoosh, here's my fire. But then it like zooms back to show that it is just like the lit end of a candle, essentially. Yeah. And it's a really, really good visual gag. And the other thing that I like about it is that as far as they know, their powers are great. <laughs> because yeah. they like this is a world where people with psychic powers, it's a thing. But it's pretty rare, so they probably have never met anybody with it. And the fact that he can pull fire from nothing at his fingertips is incredible and amazing compared to the average person who can't do it. But compared to Mob and Ritsu, who we've seen do much more impressive things, it's nothing. And they have no idea, and it's just, like, charming and funny. Yeah. So, uh, Tarada is going to get out for a second and then is defeated by Mob, which is going to become a uh, a theme of this episode, because the next thing that's uh-huh. going to happen is, you remember that badass fight that happened, uh, like, you know, an episode ago, um, where Magumu is, like, actually able to battle with Mob, and there's this badass fight in the middle of the city. Well, it turns out that Mob, if he doesn't give a shit about the moment and he's just like, I don't have time for this, uh, is going to completely house Magumu. So um, after defeating Tarada and Tarada being knocked out and then possessed by Dimple, um, uh, (laughs) or no, not Tarada, somebody else. Um, He 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 possesses a random guy that they knock out um, because yeah, because that random guy is not a psychic, so he doesn't have inherent psychic 
barriers because he tries to possess Tirada, but they're just like why don't you why don't you take his powers and use him and he's like well it, it, psychics have a barrier so it, even if they don't know yeah, they're protected it's not gonna work so i would have to be a lot stronger in order to take him over and so they said yeah. the this the upper echelon people are like okay maguma go get mob um so he encounters him in a hallway Fix your error and mob just slams him against the wall probably a hundred times and then slams him into the uh, ceiling and they're like okay that was quick and that takes us into episode 100 uh by the way that episode here's what was i called like. claw seventh episode division 100 uh sorry episode 10 um this one is called the the heinous aura um mastermind here's what i like about this magumo thing is that you get the sense that mob's gonna win uh because this is this is sort of a classic shonen trope which is the powerful villain that beat you last time but you're here either stronger or with a different resolve or or objective or whatever you mean you know like last time mob was trying to protect his brother from being kidnapped now he's trying to rescue his brother from being kidnapped uh, and he has the knowledge that Megumu beat him last time, so he's not going to be fucking around. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a, this is going to be a fight in which Megumu gets beaten by Mob, but it's going to be a fight. This is what happens. It's not a fight. <laughs> what happens is Mob dispenses with him instantly and with no apparent effort. And the the reality in universe is that Mob, I think, holds himself back a little bit. But also has just, like, decided that, like, what they're doing is so much more important. And so it creates this great, like, comedic bait-and-switch where you, as somebody who has the kind of cadence of these shonen series of fight stories down, are expecting this to be a rematch battle at or above the quality of the previous one. And while it's disappointing, I guess in theory that we don't get another gorgeously animated fight, what we do get is a hilarious bit of comedy that raises the stakes because you know that Mob is fucking serious and that something even bigger than the fight with him and Megumu is going to have to come along to raise the stakes or to uh, match the, the raised stakes. So it's a really, really good bit of writing that includes good comedy, good good expectation subversion. It's just all around very good work. Yeah. Okay. So here's uh, another great joke inside of these episodes. <clears throat> Ritsu and company are going to be uh, trying, they're going to go into this room and it's going to be full of guards and they're like, oh shit, uh, we need to get out of there. And the guards are like, okay, we're going to get them. And then this old guard that's in the room, <laughs> he's like, shut up, you idiots. We're not going to get them. And here's why. We're not psychics. We can't stand up. Don't throw away your fucking lives for this job. Don't be an idiot. And they're just like, but we need to continue on. And he's like, if you didn't turn into a psychic the first time, you're not going to fucking turn into a psychic the second time. Sit Uh down and shut up. And they're just like, okay. And I'm like, this fucking guy gets it. (laughs) He is so done in the most relatable way. Uh, Yeah. He's just like, his whole vibe is... You think you're going to get the promotion. I have been here long enough to realize that you will never get the promotion. It is better to work here than to not work here. And that's the end of it. So (laughs) us sitting here and continuing to play cards and keeping our hands out of this sticky situation is the best option for everyone involved. And that's what we're going to fucking do. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. And also like. 
the the so my, real. my favorite like real world red shirt guy moment. Um okay. Uh-huh. Uh so then uh Taruki, Dimple, and Mob are gonna split up. So Dimple is the first one. He's gonna um he's gonna do like a little bait and switch against this guy whose psychic ability is that he can capture ghosts and use them as Pokemon. Um and uh the Dimple is going to pretend to escape and then uh, come back and uh, fight against this guy um, after he sends his ghost to chase after him. But it turns out that he's got even more, even more ghosts. And now Dimple's screwed. Yeah. Um, Everybody should know you have a team of six Pokemon. He's only used two so far. Yeah. Come on, Dimple. Yeah. Read the room. So then Taruki is going to get into a fight with uh, a pyrokinetic and this pyrokinetic fight is really cool. Actually. Um, This guy is going to be like using this ability that I feel like I've seen in another anime. I can't remember which one, Um, but it's like a super, super powerful fire technique on the outside of a barrier. And that's going to heat up the barrier and basically be like, you know, you're going to eventually lose your barrier and you're not going to be able to put down the barrier in order to attack me um so you're gonna eventually yeah, it's just like run out of oxygen and die like taruki's defensive barrier is preventing the fire from getting to him but not the heat and so it is heating up the oxygen in that are that's trapped in the barrier with taruki and he'll basically he will like weaken or even pass out from heat exhaustion before the guy he's fighting runs out of fire powers is the theory and this is actually something we saw earlier when when taruki was fighting oh god you were saying his name earlier and i have to look back tarada the guy with the whips the reason that mob had to step into that fight is because taruki and tarada were evenly matched and so tarada got the upper hand by being the aggressor and Taruki was on the back foot just defending against the attacks. And he was having to spend so much of his psychic energy to defend that he wasn't able to also attack back, which could have broken the attack that he was defending against. Um, so he's kind of stuck in the stalemate. That's the same theory in this fight. Uh, and it's actually said explicitly by his opponent, which is you're defending so you're not able to attack at the same time because you're bending all of your psychic resources to defense. And it's true, but if you kind of draw the line between these two fights, you can see that Taruki is trying to figure out a way to subvert that reality in in his favor. And he figures it out in a way that is like so simple and quick that this can almost not be called a fight, but is so satisfying that it feels like an excellent fight. Yeah. Um, so... The next thing that's going to happen is that Mob is going to get into a couple of fights. Wait, what? Are you going to say how it ends? No. Okay, here's how it ends. So he's trapped in his defensive barrier, and the dude is like, you can't defend and attack at the same time. You've got your barrier up. You have to drop the barrier to attack me, at which point you will be burnt up to a crisp. Wait, that doesn't happen before the thing that happens with Ritu, though. Well, I mean, but we don't have to interject it if we don't want. I mean, we can finish off the fight <laughs> since it's like a two-second fight. So, okay, I thought it re- was. I thought it was a cooler end- ending than that. Where, I mean, it's 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 a re- it's Turkey gets the other upper hand on him uh, by showing off that he can attack and defend basically at the same time, uh, or like interchangeably from it. 
he he can switch them so fast that yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So he and and what's great is that and I think this might be I think it might be because he's switching where the barrier is, but he's not changing his technique. And yeah. otherwise, this might not have worked. But he essentially, instead of barriering himself, he barriers him. Yeah, it's really and cool. So all of a sudden, the dude is like trapped in a an inferno vortex that's just surrounding him, mm-hmm. and he burns himself up. And yeah. it's just like so cool and so clever and so simple. And then it like shows Taruki and Taruki's like, nah, I sent some of my clothes. I wasn't quick enough. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Ritu, uh, Ritu is going to be captured by Sho. Um, yeah, and- Ritu's way stronger than I remembered, by the yeah. way. He's like knocking dudes out left and right. Yeah. So they're going to be captured by Sho. Meanwhile, uh, Mob is going to get into a fight, first of all, with a whole bunch of dolls in a room. Um, but we see off uh, <laughs> after after uh, he's attacked by these dolls that are controlled by the psychic girl um, and defeats all of them, uh, I guess, instantaneously, basically. Uh, she's going to run yeah. back and she's going to tell the upper echelon member that it's just like, oh, no, I got defeated. And then there's a pretty sweet battle with this girl who has the ability uh, to make her uh, like psychically imbue her muscles um, in order to become more powerful and fly around the room. Yeah. There is a they do a really good job of coming up with fun psychic abilities that don't all feel the same here. Mm. But also all feel psychic. I love it. Yeah. Um uh Mob is going to defeat her as well. Um and then uh he is uh attacked. He defeats her in the cutest way. She's like she's like beating the shit out of him and he she like notices that he's crying and she's like, What the hell's wrong with you? And he goes, My master Reagan, who side note, we know is a fucking charlatan, so it makes it even better. He's like, My master Reagan told me never to hit a woman. And she's like, that's very sweet. You are totally a gentleman, but it would be disrespectful to me as your opponent to not hit me if I'm your opponent. So I give you permission to hit me and then he beats her immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Then Mudo is going to come and uh, 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 hypnotize Mob, which the only way that he's able to get out of it is by going 100% rejection. um, And he flips the power back on Mudo. Um, and then, uh, mob is going to be subdued by show, um, and taken away to the leader of claw. I'm sorry. So this guy who's like trying to trick mob into thinking that he, his brother is like dying. It just makes me think of that scene in community when, <laughs> when Pierce is like, I will shatter your world. And he's like, he thinks that he could tear a man down with one sentence just by looking at him. And it's like Jeff's old old college friend or whatever. And he's like, you're bald. And the guy goes, you're bald. And Pierce is like, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, it, it, it turns out that all of our... <laughs> All of our different main characters have all been captured and all brought up to the big boss of the Seven Division, um, and that's where we're going to leave it. Uh, so such a good cliffhanger! Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, this show this show continues to impress as much as I wanted it to. Um, and stick with us after these credits, and we'll give you a preview of what's coming on next week. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. 
Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 121 through 125. Where we're finally going to get our Avengers Assemble moment so they can go out and fucking do some work. Yeah, Leaf Village, assemble. (laughs) 